several weeks ago that a woman gave me a call and said that uh, her mother-in-law had passed away after a nine-month battle with cancer, and she had the cremains, and she was wondering if I could uh, pray over them. I said, sure, come on in. And so on May 24th, uh, about a week and a half ago, she came in, and we just talked about her spiritual journey. And I found out that she had gone to church as a uh, child and then kind of wandered away uh, from God. And I talked to her about where she thought she was with God at this point. And she really wasn't sure if she was going to go to heaven when she was going to die. She knew that there were issues in her life that maybe God wouldn't be happy about that were in the past. And I assured her of God's love and forgiveness, and she made a decision uh, in the office there at 1.30 on May 24th to become a Christ follower. So we praise God uh, for that. Uh, yeah, Isn't that wonderful? And I bring that up today, not just to thank the Lord, but also to point out that wonderful things happen, obviously, when a person makes that decision to follow Christ. Uh, three things I want to look at. The first is an area of uh, an eternal relationship with God. Before a person is a Christ follower, uh, they are sinners, and God is holy, and he cannot have a relationship with them. For Jesus Christ's work on the cross, what happens is, is that our sins are forgiven, and we are made holy, and we're able to be unified with the Father and become part of his family. Uh, and that is the greatest thing that happens when we become a Christ follower is that we have an eternal relationship with God. That starts the moment we make that decision. The second thing is the indwelling of His Spirit. What is more wonderful than knowing that God is within you, that He is within you 24-7, and that His Spirit is the one who guides your life, He's the one who inspires you as you read Scripture and gives you supernatural insights. He's the one who comforts you. He's the one who encourages you. He's the one who convicts you of sin. He's the one who empowers you. And letting the Spirit just fill your life and take control of your life and submitting to Jesus Christ's Lordship is just... uh, uh, a thing that uh, uh, can bring life every day in a, in a way we could never imagine. The third thing is spiritual gifts. That's what we want to focus on today. When you become a Christ follower, you, you many times don't realize it, unless the person tells you, but you just received a spiritual gift. What's a spiritual gift? Well, here's the definition. A spiritual gift is a supernatural ability God gives you to help other people Grow spiritually. So it's a supernatural ability. Now, we all have abilities. Some people have abilities to play different instruments. Uh, Some people have the abilities to fix computers. Other people have the abilities to fix cars. Uh, But this is a supernatural ability. This is a, a gift God gives you where you have more natural or supernatural ability than even other Christians. For example, I have the gift of evangelism. That's one of my gifts. And we all are commanded 
to be evangelists, to tell the gospel of Jesus Christ. But typically in an average church, there's 10% of the people who have the gift of evangelism. And I'm one of them, which means that my desire, my skill, how God can use me in bringing people to Christ is kind of turbocharged. So therefore, I share my faith more often. I'm more bold about my faith. I have a stronger desire to get the good news out. That's just the way God put me together. Now, some of you, some of you aren't like that. Now, you still share your faith, but maybe not like I share my faith. My job is to encourage other people uh, to share uh, their faith. That's my spiritual gift. And maybe some of you have that spiritual gift, or maybe you're uh, gifted in another way. So it's a supernatural ability. God gives you. It says the Holy Spirit chooses what gift you'll have in order to build up the body of Christ. You were uniquely designed, even before you were born. Every day was planned out in terms of how you were going to serve the Lord with the way God uniquely put you together to help other people grow spiritually. The primary purpose of spiritual gifts is to build up the body of Christ. You have a spiritual gift, not primarily to help people outside the body, but here at Springbrook. Uh, Your gift is in order to help other people become more like Jesus Christ. Now, secondarily, obviously, like an evangelist or other people, uh, we use those gifts to minister to people in our community. But spiritual gifts are for the people in the family. And so we need to use our spiritual gift to encourage one another. So as we move throughout this month, we want to be talking about how we as a church can become unleashed, how a new movement can begin within our, our midst, a new excitement, a, a new engagement in serving the Lord. So the title of the series is Unleashed, and you'll see this week we're talking about unleashing yourself, uh, about spiritual gifts. Next week, unleashing others. The week after that, we'll be celebrating Father's Day, so make sure your dads are here. And finally, unleashing the church. So I encourage you to be with us as we move uh, throughout this month. Now, before we get started, I want to just revisit our heart-strong vision that we spent a lot of time talking about a couple of months ago. Again, you see, we want to love God and love others, a great command. We want to love God together through what we're doing right now. Uh, Jeff Osborne, our worship director, uh, is doing a great job of leading us in that way. Then we want to love God one-on-one. This is a, a vision that we have here uh, as we move into the future that we want to really challenge and inspire and train people to have a vital, dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ because that really is at the core of everything. Just to be aware of Christ as you go throughout the day, to have daily offices, quiet times, just time alone with God, to, to really experience Jesus. And really have that be the place where the spiritual power and your motivation comes from. And you see, that's so important because if we just go out and serve without the power of Christ and without that uh, important 
cultivated relationship with him, it will just be empty. So we're going to be continuing to work on that. Uh, loving others. Now, when you love God, what happens is it just overflows. And it overflows to other people. We want to love our families. We've had a great season of focusing on marriage and encouraging people in that area. Now we're going to focus on loving our community as we move into the summer. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But as we talk about this heart-strong vision, there are three different commitments that we as a family have to make to see God work through us. The first is a financial commitment. And again, I want to thank all of you for your incredible faith and your sacrifice and your generosity and the commitments that you made two months ago to this vision. Uh, $650,000 was pledged over the next two years in order to see this vision become a reality. I was talking with a friend this past week, and he was telling me about he and his wife, and uh, they don't have a lot of resources at this time, and so they were going to sell a recreational a piece of equipment that was uh, uh, cost a lot of money, and uh, in order that they might give uh, to our HeartStrong campaign. And that meant so much to me. Uh, and I know that that's repeated throughout our congregation, and many of you have stepped out in faith. And uh, please, you know, email me or share with me in any way uh, how God is working through uh, this faith step that you took and committing uh, your resources to uh, the Lord, because we want to share that with other people, because it's a spiritual journey. Whenever you step out in faith financially, God is going to honor you in that way. So, uh, again, that's the first commitment. Uh, the second is a prayer commitment, and we're going to be talking about that uh, later this year, uh, but continue to pray, obviously, for our heart's strong vision. And then we have our ministry commitment, and that's what we're focusing on this month, if we're going to get this job done uh, for God through His power, we need uh, to be engaged and committed. I mean, any great team takes a lot of time and energy and commitment, whether it be a great family or a great business or a great sports team. Uh, you need to put a lot of time and energy into it. And if we're going to have a church that's going to impact our area in a new way, at a new level, we need to commit ourselves, our service, our time, uh, everything that we have. We need to give ourselves over. And we all need to do it. Everybody who calls Springbrook their home needs to say, I want to be on the field. I want to be a player. Every member is a ministry. In fact, we want to encourage people this year to step in and step up. The step in and or step up. The first idea is step in. If you're just attending Springbrook and maybe you're newer to the church, it's so good to have you. Uh, we're looking forward to getting to know you better. But we want you to step into a ministry. If you're a Christ follower, that's your responsibility, is to be part of some ministry, a part of the body here. Uh, and then if you're already involved in ministry, we want you to step up. To step up, for example, uh, if you're serving in Kids of the Kingdom one time a month, uh, we would encourage you to step up to two times a month. Uh, and the idea is we have two services, so we, we encourage people to come one hour and serve one hour. And if we're going to increase our ministry impact, we need more 
people serving in our KOTK, taking care of our wonderful kids and instilling godly values in them. So you come one hour uh, to the service, and then you serve one hour. That means different things for different families, but uh, that's our challenge that we're throwing out, is that people would become more engaged in our ministry in order that we might do the work that God has called us to do. And we want people again to step up, whether it be more time in a particular ministry or going to the leader of the ministry and saying, I want more responsibilities in this ministry. Uh, I want to be a high-capacity volunteer. I want to really give myself over to this ministry. I really believe what's happening here in this uh, area of uh, the family's ministry is so important. Or maybe uh, you're a leader and you don't know it. Or maybe you're a leader and you don't, do know it and don't want anybody else to know it. <laughs> right? Well, we want you to step up into leadership because we need leaders in every area of our ministry. So, again, we want to encourage you to step in and or step up. Well, let's look at uh, our key verse for this month, and this is our memory verse. And as I talked about last week, if we're going to cultivate a relationship with Jesus one-on-one, we need to be in His Word. And Bible memory and meditation is so important. In fact, I came across a computer program that I really liked in helping me to memorize verses just in the last uh, couple of weeks. It's called uh, Memlock. You'll see it there. Uh, it's not in your notes. You might want to write that down. If you're techie and you like that kind of thing, you can try it out for two weeks before you have to pay the 15 bucks. But uh, what they do is they take images, pictures, and they tie them to verses. So it's the association type of memory. And usually it's the first couple of words. You look at the picture and you can pick up the first couple of words because that's usually the hardest part of memorizing is picking what was the first couple of words of that verse. So uh, there are many wonderful ways to memorize Scripture, but uh, I toss that one out and uh, check it out for me and see what you think. Uh, but first, first Peter 4.10 is our memory verse for June. Uh, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So, let's take a close look at this. Each one, that's everybody, right? This is a command. It's not an optional thing. It's like, yeah, when you get around to it, if you have some extra time, use your gift. No. Each one should use whatever gift he has received. Now, God gives a gift. Specifically, the Holy Spirit assigns the gifts. So, this is so... Uh, meaningful to me personally. It's not like I'm just another worker bee uh, in the ministry. Is that before I was born, before creation, God had a plan for Dan Harrison. And he did, uniquely designed him to do good works. And he uniquely gave him a spiritual gift and a certain personality and certain passions and interests and experiences. And, and then I go on this discovery project, finding out who I am who God has designed me to be in order that God might use me to touch the lives of other people. So, you, you're just like me. Whatever gift he has received, what am I supposed to do to serve others, primarily in the body of Christ, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms? And uh, various forms, again, speaks that we're all unique, we're all different, we're all doing different things. But faithfully, that it, it's a lifelong uh, responsibility to use your spiritual gift to administer God's grace. 
God's grace, God's goodness. I was trying to think about how, how to illustrate this. Uh, think of a food court at a mall. I don't have many malls anymore, but think of a food court at a mall. And those are always great growing up, right? Because, again, the whole family could go there, and you don't have to argue over food. Just go to the whatever food place you want, get your pizza, your tacos, whatever, and come back to this table. Uh, well, spiritual gifts are kind of like God's food court, but it's God's resources court. Uh, when I look, think of the word grace, I think of administering God's resources. God has so much he wants to give us. And so you think of God's uh, resource court here and say, let, let's say you need some mercy. You're going through a really difficult time in your life. And, and so you go over to the, the mercy uh, place, the mercy booth, I guess you could say. And, and there are people there with a the gift of mercy. And they just pour out God's love upon you and encouragement. And uh, they pray for you, our, our prayer team. Uh, people are full of mercy on that team, right? They, they care so much for, for people. And or let's say you need some wisdom. You've come to a crossroads in your life, and you're not sure what the next decision is in relationship to your career or uh, who you're going to marry or whatever. And so you go over to the wisdom booth, and there are people there with a the gift of wisdom. They're, they're giving you God's wisdom and helping you to understand exactly uh, maybe some insights that might help you in making a decision. Or let's say uh, you just need some help. Uh, you need some help around the house. You need some type of help. And uh, there is a help booth where people are just willing to help you. They, they just want to serve you, and they just want to take care of your needs, those type of things. Uh, it's the idea of, let's say, uh, there's an encouragement booth. And you need encouragement. You've had a terrible week. So you go to this booth, and there are people there with a the gift of encouragement. And they just... I mean, they encourage you about things you hadn't even thought about. Uh, and they pray with you. And they just say, you're the greatest thing that ever happened. And you say, oh, I, I guess so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the point being is, is that we administer God's grace. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that God uses me. God, God chooses to use Dan Harrison uh, to, for example, uh, give the wonderful gift or to encourage people and the wonderful gift of evangelism. Or uh, I have a gift of teaching as well, uh, so I have the incredible privilege uh, to teach and to explain and uh, illustrate God's Word in such a way that people can understand. I mean, how great is that, right? I also have uh, a little bit of the gift of administration and uh, leadership. and Everybody has a mix of gifts. I, I believe that uh, you typically have more than one gift. You have a primary gift. And then you have secondary gifts that follow beyond that. And I believe that your gifts pretty much stay the same uh, the rest of your life. People have different views on that. But I think that your gifts are pretty much given to you. And your job is to develop and utilize those. And you have the awesome responsibility and privilege to be able to let God flow through you and bless other people uh, through your gift. Uh, what more exciting thing. Can you do than that? Uh, but let God flow, you, flow through you to other people. So all that being said, just out of curiosity, uh, I want you to raise your hand in a moment here. If you think you have a pretty good feel on what your spiritual gifts are. So raise your hand. Okay. Excellent. Wonderful. 
Well, uh, hopefully this can be a great reminder to you to use your gift and uh, some other challenges for you as we move through this. We'll also get some different gifts to help you understand what your gift might be. Uh, now, there's uh, some listed uh, in the insert. In fact, if you could take out the insert at this time, it's a green insert in the program. You take that out and follow along. Also, if you could take out uh, your program and tear off your communication uh, slip and uh, just put the names of the adults who attend. If you're a regular attender, if you're our guest, thank you so much for being with us. And you can fill out the rest of the information. And you'll see a portion that says Next Steps under the name. And if you look at the green insert, if you look at the screen, you'll see these next steps. And we always want people to walk away uh, with something maybe God's touched them with. How are they going to respond to God's word? For example, number five, I will memorize 1 Peter uh, 4.10. You can circle uh, that if uh, uh, you feel that uh, God wants you to do that. All right. So uh, we look at administration, the gift that enables believers to formulate, direct, and carry out plans necessary to fulfill a purpose. Now, administrators, they just love details. They eat details up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> An Excel spreadsheet, they just get excited about when it opens. Uh, there's so much potential there, <laughs> right? I mean, there are the people who, you know, get all the emails together, make all, sure all the calls are made, uh, they put the schedules together. And some of you just, like, that's the last thing I want to do. But these people have the supernatural ability uh, to administrate. And, you see, the thing about spiritual gifts is that we need these gifts in every ministry, right? Every gift needs an administrator. Our worship team needs an administrator. They do all the scheduling and calendaring, calling, helping other people uh, move things along. The production, they need an administrator. KOTK, Awana, the cleaning team. You can use your gift wherever uh, you feel passionate about. If you have the gift of administration, you know, pick your ministry. And everybody wants an administrator, okay? So uh, that's one example of a gift that you might uh, have. Now, you might have the natural ability uh, for administration, uh, and many times that's your spiritual gift as well, but not, not always. Uh, giving and generosity, the ability that enables a believer to recognize God's blessing and to respond to those blessings by generously and sacrificially giving of one's resources, time, talent, and uh, treasure. Now, when we think of generosity, typically we think about somebody being generous with money. You say, well, I can't be generous with money. I don't have a lot of it. Well, you still can be, but uh, true, uh, many times we're restricted uh, in our financial generosity. But when you think about giving your time or uh, the giving of your abilities, let's say you fix cars. I know people in our congregation who just give their time away fixing other people's cars, fixing the cars of single moms and other people uh, who are in financial uh, need, and they just give their time away. They're, they're incredibly generous with their time. You can be generous with so many different things in your life. So just because you don't have a lot of money, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't have the gift of giving uh, because you can give away in so many uh, different ways. So is that you? I mean, that's the whole idea of gift discovery is you hear the explanations and uh, you take the surveys and you say, does that ring true in my life? Do I have that particular gift? Another gift is a gift of exhortation. 
or encouragement, the ability to challenge, strengthen, encourage, and comfort believers. Oh, this is a great gift to have. And if you have this gift, people will love to talk to you. Why? Because we all want to be encouraged, don't we? Or most of us, I guess. Maybe there's some people who don't want to be, but, uh, you know, yeah, encourage me. <laughs> you know, I'm discouraged or I'm just kind of going along in life. And I can tell you that person with the encouragement comes along and, and they tell you, you know, what a great job you did here or how you're modeling the Christian life for them. And they pray with you. In fact, I was talking with my son Brian this past week and, I was asking him, what do you think your spiritual gifts are? And he said, oh, probably encouragement. And I said, yeah, dead on. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, he's always encouraging people and praying uh, with people. And, uh, yeah, maybe you have that gift. Well, I tell you, that's a gift we need so much, like every other gift. And, and you need to be using it. A wisdom, the ability to be skilled in the application of biblical truth, is able to take God's word and apply it to everyday situations. You have the gift of wisdom. That's a, a very, very important gift uh, to use in counseling someone, anybody, uh, small group, uh, leadership, teaching, wisdom is a great gift to have. And, and maybe that's you. God is, and you, you talk to people and, and, and people really say, boy, that helped me so much. Uh, and they come to you for counsel many times. Uh, but that's a wonderful gift to use. Uh, service and helps, the ability that enables a believer to work gladly behind the scenes in order that God's work is uh, fulfilled. Uh, yeah, this is a type of person that says, I just want to help. I think of Bill Sigma. Uh, he's the kind of guy that uh, works in our facility team. He's here a lot, and he just, he just loves to help. It really doesn't matter what he's doing. It's just that he's helping. And a lot of people are like that. In fact, that's a very common uh, gift. And, uh, boy, I tell you, uh, that is a real blessing uh, to have people with a gift of helps around. Leadership, the ability that gives a believer the confidence to step forward, give direction, and provide motivation to fulfill a dream or complete a task. We need a leader in every ministry, right? Somebody to cast vision, somebody to uh, point the way, somebody uh, to encourage and motivate. Uh, people toward uh, the goal, and uh, when I think of Leah, Bill Zaletti comes to mind, who leads our finance team and as a leader in our home makeover uh, ministry, uh, renovations that we're doing, and yeah, I mean, he is a leader, and we need leaders, so uh, you need to uh, step up in leadership if you feel you have that gift. Uh, mercy. Uh, or compassion, the ability to see those who are in misery and have pity on them and promptly and cheerfully seek to relieve them of their need. Uh, if you've been through a tough time uh, in your life, uh, you know what it's like to have a person with a gift of mercy come along. Oh, it is so precious. Uh, as I was going through the death of my father uh, and Lori's uh, father, uh, uh, so many of you encouraged us, and especially those of you with the gift of mercy. Uh, it just it came through so uh, powerfully and ministered uh, to us. And that is such an important gift. And all the gifts are important. We need all the gifts, right? Now, when you look at your body, you have all different types of parts. And they're all important. Would you like to get rid of any of the parts of your body? Maybe some weight, but <laughs> but really nothing else, uh, you know, right? You don't want to really get rid of any 
part of your body because they're all important. Even the the internal ones really are kind of like the most important, but we don't see them. <laughs> we need those, you know, like our heart and stomach, intestines, our brain. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people who do ministry here at Springbrook behind the scenes. You think of our finance team and you think of um, the cleaning team and just a lot of people doing behind-the-scenes works, and nobody knows their name. But they're critical parts of the body, just as critical as me standing up here. I'm, I'm not so special. You know that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're just all doing what God gave us the abilities to do. And, and it's a wonderful thing when we're all sinking together and when we're all ministering uh, to one another. Many times this happens in small groups where you'll see the different uh, gifts working uh, when an issue comes up in somebody's life. You know, somebody with the gift of wisdom coming along and giving counsel, somebody with the gift of mercy, praying, somebody with the gift of encouragement, you know, constantly encouraging uh, the person, somebody with the gift of exhortation, kind of saying, well, you really should have done that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, many times in a small group you see the gifts at work in, uh, in a microcosm, a beautiful way there. Uh, so we need every part of the body. We need everyone that God has put here at Springbrook because uh, we need to be a balanced body. In 1 Corinthians 12, 14, and 17, Paul writes, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Some people get jealous of other people's gifts. They say, well, I wish I could sing like that. I wish I could lead like that. I wish I could teach like that. I wish I could administrate, whatever it might be. But you've got to own your own gift and rejoice over the gift that God has given you. Sometimes we get jealous of other people when they have a higher capacity. Like we might be a leader, but somebody else has a higher level capacity of leadership that God has given to them. Or somebody might be wise, have the gift of wisdom, but somebody else they know is much wiser than they are. Yeah. Hey, God gives us a certain capacity for our spiritual gift, and we just need to accept that and rejoice in that and be thankful for that person who has so much more capacity uh, in the area of whatever spiritual gift we have. Uh, so we just need to find out who we are. I handed out, uh, or you received that is, a uh, puzzle piece. Uh, so you can pull that out. Most of you probably have a puzzle piece of the United States. Uh, the others of you have a Spider-Man puzzle. Sorry about that. Um, but <laughs> that's all I could find. Uh, but, uh, in fact, I gave one of these out last night, and a woman came up to me, and it said Death Valley's on hers. And uh, I said, I'm sorry, don't take that personally, really. I mean, <laughs> the point being is this is a, a visual aid for you. I want you to put this in your wallet, in your purse, someplace where you'll handle or, or see it. And as we go throughout this month, I want you to be thinking about, you know, I'm a puzzle piece uh, at uh, my family uh, here. And, and where do I fit? You know, how, God, how has God designed me? What spiritual gifts has he given me? Uh, what type of personality has he given me? What experiences? Uh, what's my passion? You know, where do I fit? And, and, and am I engaged in ministry? And if I am engaged in ministry... Uh, do I need to step it up a little bit as we seek to fulfill the heartstrong uh, vision 
Uh, and just really think and pray about that because every piece is important, right? You need every piece. How many are drugs, uh, jigsaw, that is, aficionados out there? I love jigsaw puzzles. I say I hate jigsaw puzzles. See how different we are? I mean, I can't think of a more boring way to spend time. Uh, yeah, it's just strange. But uh, my wife kind of likes jigsaw puzzles, and she put one together with Brian. And uh, I think they bought it at a garage sale, didn't you? And it, oh, you bought it new. And so it was a 500 piecer, and they got it all together, and they were missing one piece. Oh, 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 that's so painful, right? So you're looking all over the house and that type of thing. And say, how could we lose that one piece? And so the, you went on and bought another puzzle, right? Of course you did. Yeah, that's what true jigsaw puzzle people do. You got to have that sense of completion. You work so hard on the thing. And uh, so, uh, and that's really kind of how it is in ministry sometimes, you know, when leaders are sitting around thinking, you know, we really need somebody in this spot or we really need more leaders. And we look at the, the Springbrook family jigsaw puzzle as it's laid out, as we see it, and we're saying, there's pieces missing here. What's going on here? I really believe God gives every spiritual gift to a church family that it needs. All right? So that means that if whatever reason, uh, you don't know what your spiritual gift is, we can't see uh, your puzzle piece and where you fit, or if whatever reason you're neglecting your gift, you're hiding your gift, you might be a leader, uh, but you don't want anybody to know you're a leader, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Uh, you're, you're, you're hiding your gift, and, and that's cheating everybody. When, when you're not using your gift, you are cheating other people in the body of Christ. Because you're receiving what other people's gifts uh, are, how other people's gifts are impacting your life, but you're not using your gift to bless others. And that's wrong. That's sin. So, again, you need to discover your gift, and then you need to develop it, and then you need to use it uh, so we can complete the picture. So, how do we approach this? Well, first of all, let's talk about unleashing your spiritual gift. First of all, you need to discover it. First uh, Corinthians 14:1 says, "Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy." So we're to get excited about spiritual gifts, eagerly desire. Uh, take the initiative to find out what your spiritual gift is. There's a lot of ways to do this. Uh, one of the most practical ways that's worked <laughs> you know, ever since uh, the Holy Spirit uh, came into the church is just experimenting. You know, get involved in this ministry and see if that fits you. And, and over a, a period of years, what happens is you really kind of find out what your niche is. You might even not even know that it's a spiritual gift or not, but you're using your spiritual gift. I'm going to ask Peg Lightson to come out, Peggy Lightson, and she was kind enough to be willing to tell us about her journey and discovering uh, what kind of puzzle piece uh, she is. Uh, Peg, tell us about uh, your spiritual journey. Um, I grew up in Kansas and went to a Christian church, and I um, became a Christ follower at the age of 13 and got involved with the church and their many ministries of uh, like music and teaching and cleaning. And then I went to college and met my husband. We got married and moved here to Illinois. And I uh, 
kind of, we went to a Lutheran church, which was with his family church. And we kind of got, our life got busy. And so we kind of grew away from serving in ministry. And, and how did you hear about this church? Um, I drove by and I, it looked like a friendly church. So I came in and the people were really friendly and, you know, communicated and said hi to me and everything. And then I also enjoyed your teaching. Your sermons were great. And so. Oh, thank you very much. And, and tell us how, um, did you know anything about spiritual gifts before you came to Springbrook? I knew nothing about spiritual gifts when okay. I came here. So, so I, went, I went to the class. Okay, went to the class. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, spiritual gift yeah. class. All right. And it was fascinating. And uh-huh. I found out that I had the spiritual gift of organization and wisdom and discernment and leadership. All right. So how would you put those to work? Um, I joined the uh, First Impressions Ministry and became a greeter. And then I um, also have been involved in um, administration and helping with uh, job descriptions and ministry interests. And then also with a spiritual gift counselor. All right. So that's interesting. Uh, First of all, First Impressions Ministry being a host. Uh, you need discernment in greeting people, right? Because sometimes people give you a look and it's like, don't come near me, you know. I don't want to talk to anybody, say anything, do anything. Just leave me alone, right? That's right. Really uh, you don't true. want to give them a hug. <laughs> All right, okay. No hug to them. No hug to them. All right. And then uh, you were part of our HeartStrong uh, campaign, and you, uh, you organized and led uh, the calling ministry to encourage people to be a part of the different events uh, that we had. So use your leadership. Mm-hmm. And your administration gift. And then you also work with uh, Rich on the job descriptions, you said? Yes. And uh, that takes, oh, man, that, I would not want to be doing that. I'll tell you that. That would put me to sleep. Uh, but thank God that he's uh, supernaturally uh, given you that ability uh, to like that kind of stuff and do so well at that. And so you've uh, helped us uh, in that particular area. And uh, it's just so wonderful, isn't it, to see how... Peggy has kind of found out her design, and the more years she serves in ministry, uh, the more she'll develop her spiritual gifts, and she'll kind of move from ministry to ministry, but she'll always have those tools in her tool belt that she'll be able to use uh, to glorify God. What is it like when you're you know, serving in your sweet spot using your spiritual gift? It feels great because you don't get burned out as easily doing the job, and you know you're serving the Lord. So right. it's just fantastic, and it gives you some empowerment. All right. So. You're a good-looking puzzle piece, you know that? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Peg. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a wonderful experience of exploring and uh, finding out what your spiritual gift In fact, we have our spiritual gift class coming up. Uh, if you look at the pink insert in your program, you can pull that out, and uh, you can sign up for the spiritual gift class, and we're going to determine it based upon uh, when it's best for most people. And I tell you, you know, when I ran this class, nobody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Richard runs it, and uh, people just jamming in there and stuff like that. So he does a wonderful job. 
And uh, so, man, this is really a great course to take uh, this summer. I encourage you uh, to step into that. Also, uh, there's a website uh, that you can go to to take a, a survey. So if you want to, you know, kind of get an idea what your spiritual gifts might be this afternoon, just go to this website that's in your uh, notes, and you can uh, take that survey. Also, there's another one that I don't have written in your notes called Mintools www.mintools.com, and that has a lot of information about spiritual gifts if you want to dig deeper uh, in this area. Uh, so you need to discover your spiritual gift, then you need to develop uh, your spiritual gift, First Timothy 4.14. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Uh, Paul is talking to Timothy here, a young pastor, and uh, he's saying, don't neglect your gift. Uh, that's so important for us to understand. Now, for those of you who've been Christians longer and you've heard all about spiritual gifts, it could be that you're neglecting your gift. Uh, it could be because you're just discouraged. Ministry can be very discouraging, right? Nobody said ministry was easy. And so you just grown to the point of discouragement and saying, that's ah, too frustrating and people are too complicated and it's not being done the way I want it to be done and so forth and so forth. Uh, well, again, uh, you need to uh, pray through that with God and get over that discouragement and get back in the game. Uh, sometimes busyness can overwhelm us. Uh, that's very, very common. Uh, but God said you need to be involved and engaged in service uh, using your spiritual gift. Uh, so you need to think through that in terms of making time uh, for serving the Lord in this capacity. Uh, laziness, this plain sin. Like, I'd rather be doing other stuff. <laughs> That's something you need to repent of, right? Uh, uh, so every member's a minister. Every one of us needs to be engaged in some way. Uh, another thing we see in 2 Timothy 1.6, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying out of my hand. So let's say you're just unmotivated for some reason. First of all, you pray. You say, Lord, I've got this spiritual gift. I know I've got it. Please help me to fan into flame. Please light a fire underneath me. Uh, just bring people along to encourage me. Uh, help me to re-engage with my spiritual gift this summer. Maybe you want to read a book on your spiritual gift. There's books about everything out there. And, uh, you know, put a gift uh, search in, you know, on Christian book distributors, on spiritual gifts or your particular spiritual gift. Or maybe it's a ministry that you want to explore uh, maybe it's a ministry you're involved in right now, like you're involved in youth ministry. So I want to read a book uh, this um, this summer about youth ministry or whatever ministry you're involved in. Uh, or step up. Maybe you're under challenge. You're bored. So, hey, I want more responsibility. Tell your leader that, and uh, we'll do everything we can to make that happen. And finally, you need to deploy it. Again, our memory verse, First Peter 4.10. Uh, again, I want to encourage you. Uh, to step into our compassion portion of our HeartStrong vision. And we're going to be having a compassion forum this Tuesday, June 5, 2012. So maybe you're new here to Springbrook or you're looking for some new ministry. Come out. We're going to have a great time. Bill Yacino, Director of Christ Together, is going to be leading us. A lot of uh, experience and compassion from 7 to 8.30. And you're not committing yourself to anything. You're just coming and bringing your ideas and we're going to have a great time as we explore, okay, what does this compassion uh, focus mean in our heart-strong vision? What are the different things that we can be doing? I'm really looking forward to that. I think uh, we're going to have a great time serving people 
and uh, showing them the love of Christ uh, in that way. So let's look at some next steps. If you could take out your communication slip at this time. And uh, any of these are God's leading you saying, hey, take this next step. Uh, interested in attending the spiritual gifts class, compassion forum, number three. Uh, you just go online and take the spiritual gifts survey. Uh, pray about your heartstrong ministry involvement. Memorize First Peter 4.10. Attend the prayer for prodigals event. That's this Wednesday. Uh, if you have a, a child, a teenager, an adult child, or just somebody else who's kind of drifted away from God, we'd really encourage you to come out Wednesday with our prayer team. And they would love to pray with you, and you pray with them. You don't have to pray out loud or anything, but just come out and receive some encouragement. That's a very uh, challenging uh, burden you have. Uh, and I'm interested in knowing more about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to let you know about the gospel. All right, if we could have our ushers come forward at this time, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for uh, spiritual gifts. Thank you that you have given us the awesome uh, responsibility to uh, give your grace to other people. And I pray we wouldn't bury our spiritual gift. I pray we wouldn't neglect it. I pray for those where this is new information that they would discover it. And I pray that our church would become more engaged uh, in ministry uh, because of the incredible love that you showed uh, to us through Jesus Christ on the cross. In your son's name, amen. All right, I got some family news here. Uh, party with the pastor.